Hello and welcome to Zip Radio podcast powered by Accelerate. In today's episode, we are joined by guest speaker Anand Ranganathan, who is the chief AI officer at unscramble.ai, along with Michael Watson, senior vice president of sales at Accelerate. They are in conversation today to discuss the impact and role of AI in healthcare. So welcome on board Mike and Anand. Thank you, Madura, for the introduction. Hi, everyone. I'm Mike Watson, your host on the, for the next 15, 20 minutes as we navigate through our topic. I'm a former software engineering leader and now head of the sales team at Accelerate. With that, let's just dive in. One is the expansion of AI. There are many ways AI can assist in the healthcare industry, and also there are many benefits from AI. So instead of giving a broad overview, we decided to take a more focused approach. Today, we'll be talking about AI and healthcare, honing in on natural language processing. We'll also dance around AI ML a little bit. I'm joined by Anand, the Chief AI Officer from Unscramble AI. Anand, welcome to the podcast. Can you give us a brief overview of your background and what is your interest in it? What brought you here? Indeed. Thanks for the introduction, Michael, and you know, thanks for inviting me to this podcast. So yes, uh, my name is Anand Ranganathan. I am the Chief AI Officer at Unscramble. Unscramble is a startup that's focused on simplifying access to data and insights through natural language interfaces especially for non-technical users who may not know SQL or Python or other programming languages or AI tools. So I have fairly wide interest in the area of AI and machine learning around natural language processing, both classical and statistical and, and deep learning across a whole bunch of different industries. And healthcare and health tech is one area where I worked in a fair bit, working with hospitals, with insurance companies, with healthcare IT companies and uh, other parties as well. And there are often very interesting problems that emerge in making data easily accessible to various kinds of personas in the healthcare space, both within enterprises and the general public. So it's always an area of fascination for me. Yeah, very interesting. So I know natural language processing is used in a lot of areas such as you know support, you know service automation, things like that. And I'm sure that's being used in the health tech space even today. But what you're talking about is a slightly different angle on AI like applying it to assist people in doing their regular jobs, like internal uh, folks at, say, a hospital or another organization. That seems like it would be really helpful. And, you know, like I say, it is a, a new twist on sort of a common natural language processing. So with that, I mean, what I hear you saying is that you're using AI as a means to get access to data. Tell us more about that. Exactly. Yeah. So you're right that most natural language processing problems tend to deal with uncovering structure from unstructured information. So extracting, say, for instance, topics or sentiments from documents or topics of images or videos. Or So yeah, so most NLP tends to be around focused on extracting insights from unstructured text. Our focus has been on extracting, making it easy for people to extract insights from structured databases already forms a large percentage of the data available in many enterprises. So for instance, hospitals would have databases that have information about patients, about rooms, about staff for HR purposes, for billing purposes. So the whole number of different systems and databases that hospitals have and the same with on the payer side, insurance companies have, again, a whole amount of structured data available. But there's a challenge often in making that data available and accessible to people who don't know how to create queries on these databases. So that's where we see a big role for AI coming in to simplify access to data for non-technical users. So imagine a hospital administrator or even a nurse that wants to find out what's the average occupancy rate of 
rooms in, let's say, the maternity ward over the last few months. So that's common query that often comes up, but today it might take you know hours or days for a administrator to pull up the data from systems, either with the help of data teams or BI teams. And you know it's just a big gap between the people who need this data to make decisions on how to improve the say, utilization of, of, say, of rooms and the actual data on the utilization of, of rooms. So that's where we believe AI play, can play a big role in bridging the gap between people who need to make decisions and the data that they that might be needed to actually make the decisions. Yeah, so just sort of put that maybe in more layman's terms, it seems like it's a way of getting end users access to data without having to get IT departments and other kinds of technical experts involved. If you put the right tooling in place, then you make this question and ask, uh, answer game a little bit easier and uh, less onerous on the organization. Does that sound right? Exactly. So one analogy I'd like to give is around chatbots. So I'm sure most people have encountered chatbots in a variety of settings. For, and most of the settings tend to be around uh, customer services, sometimes employee service. So many chatbots today are positioned as virtual customer assistants or virtual customer agents. Uh, they are, instead of having a human on the line to uh, ask a question, you chat with a chatbot. The AI that I'm talking about, we're trying to create virtual data analysts or virtual data scientists. So the hospital administrator that I was talking about before, today might be asking a data analyst, you know, what was the average occupancy rate in, uh, in the maternity ward last six months, as an example. We want that same administrator to be able to ask the same question using the same language to a bot. That's the kind of AI that, that we're focused on. So we want to make it easy for these non-technical users to be able to serve themselves for their data needs and analytics needs and insights needs without necessarily always having to involve a, a human data analyst or a human data scientist. Right? So we want to you know, unburden these you know, probably already highly overworked data teams and let some of the more simpler questions be easily answered by bots. So a typical chatbot interaction, at least the ones I've had, is just a textual, you know, hello, Mr. Chatbot, can you tell me about this thing? And then Mr. Chatbot says whatever back to you through text, right? A lot of the, like the example question you gave is more of a chart of information or potentially mm -hmm. it'd be trending information. So yep. I would imagine there's some AI around how you present this data back as well. Oh, indeed, yes. So it is multimodal, if that's the right word. So it's not just text that needs to come back. It can also push back images, or in some cases, even videos of the data that's um, either in the form of charts or graphs or maps, you know, whatever's the right visualization. So part of the AI here is also, it's not just understanding users' questions, but also presenting the results back in easy to understand fashion. So the query, the example query that I had was, uh, what is the average occupancy rate of rooms uh, in the last six months? If we're getting back, let's say, uh, data about, you know, for each of the last six months, what is the occupancy rate? You could present that as a line chart. So part of the AI over here is deciding that a line chart or a trend line is the right way to present information and then generating that trend line uh, or the line chart and having that chart go back in the chat message window. You know, most chats today, you know, everybody is, uh, is familiar with, you know, not just writing text, but, you know, attaching, you know, images or, or videos or even emojis, you know, as a, to make the chat experience more rich. So we're taking that to the next step of generating charts or graphs or maps and allowing the system to respond to users' questions in both natural language text as well as these charts. 
Yeah, that's cool. Not really thought as an AI problem, but it definitely is. Like, not only do you have to understand what is being asked, but also how to respond, uh, which is definitely a normal human thing that we we do naturally. All right. So moving away from that a little bit, I think one of the things I've heard is that understanding patterns and trend and how data is moving, not moving like, you know, from one database to another, but like, you know, how the trends are moving with the data. Mm -hmm. It seems like that's an area where a lot of people have interest and there's probably a lot of room to grow in the AI space. Yeah. Um, What do you think about this area? Do you have any thoughts here? Oh, indeed. Yeah. So there's a, I would say, nascent field in the data and AI space called data storytelling, which is essentially the concept of having stories be created from databases, uh, from data databases to explain some concept, either a pattern or a trend or an anomaly or interesting correlation or association. So that's something also we're working on where the system can automatically uncover these interesting trends and come up with stories that explain these trends in the right context. Right? So, for example, sticking to that same example of occupancy rates, you know, maybe the system recognizes that perhaps January's tend to be lower in terms of occupancy rates over the last, say, 10 years of data. So it, that's an interesting finding. But now we want to present that finding as a story. So a story typically would have, let's say, you know, a title. This is just like, you know, when you write a fiction story, even a nonfiction story, there is a title, there's an introduction, there is, you know, a hypothesis or some claim you're making, followed by explanations or proofs or further context into that claim, and then potentially ending with a summary or next steps to take. So stories can have different flows and different patterns. And, you know, we, we want to be able to take that kind of an, you know, an insight on you know, occupancy rates, uh, let's say, are low in January's and create a story around it, saying, for instance, that, you know, we notice this abnormal trend where January's have, let's say, 30% less occupancy rate than the monthly average in general, and show some graphs explaining it, for instance, and you know, show the trend overall across all departments, across all months, across all years and focus specifically on January's in the maternity war, for instance. And then finally come up with some recommendations saying, uh, you know, it's a opportunity to optimize something, optimize, say, staff or switch or reuse, say, the unoccupied rooms in other ways. So that's part of, again, an AI challenge of creating stories in a fairly automated fashion in a manner that a human can understand and appreciate. Yeah, that's interesting. So in that story, you might have to pull from multiple different sources to find common trends amongst these multiple sources, right? Like it could be higher levels of, you know, some kind of viral infection, or it could be something related to treatment. You know, certain kinds of things are harder to treat, or there's been some trouble with treatments, or there's improvements in treatments. So this data lives in other databases, and you can come over those to find, you know, correlations, I would imagine. Is that part of what you would do if you were taking this? It is something we do support. There are, of course, you know, more challenges when we try to integrate data across different databases. So very often, you know, even in a single database, there's often unclean data. So uh, there's the same term or the same concept or same entity might have different names, as an example, or different ways in which it's described in one databases. Even in one database, this problem gets multiplied with multiple databases. So, for example, there's a, a recent work we're doing with in the payer and the insurance space where just the name of the company CVS appeared in about 10 different ways. So in that database, there was a column with, say, the, the, the 
providers, the sort of payers name. And sometimes it was called just, just CVS. Other times it was CVS Group. Other times it was CVS Group GRP instead of saying GROUP. So there's a, so, and that's just in one table, in, and the same table, there was just different names coming in, perhaps because some of this data was being manually entered by humans at some point, or the data was combined from different systems. So there are often lots of interesting, both syntactic challenges, like different syntaxes of different words for the same term, and even semantic challenges, where there may be different meanings for different terms in one database and across databases. And that's one another area where AI can come in and help, at least in a semi-automated way, decide that, CVS is actually the same as CVS group. It's actually the same as CVS GRP. It's the same as CVS GRP without the space. So again, AI techniques can help in figuring out how to map terms or concepts across different databases. Once that's done, once we've been able to reliably integrate data from different databases, then definitely you, you can go to the next step of pulling data from different databases into one coherent, consistent story without fear that you know, different terms might appear in different databases or different databases might make different assumptions on the meanings of terms. So what I'm hearing from you is maybe my example is a little bit of a leap of faith from some more obvious problems. Seeing that AI can help with that problem too, uh, which is a huge problem when you're doing reporting. It's making sure all the data lines up and has the same you know, keys. No, definitely. This is a big problem. And so when we work with customers, one of the first things we try to do is to establish a, a common data dictionary or data glossary, data vocabulary, the different terms to it, and we call it a semantic model of the data. So everybody in the organization is aware of the standard definition of certain terms, certain metrics, like even just occupancy rate, there are a few different ways of defining it. But when you're creating reports or stories that, that use occupancy rate, or bed occupancy rate or room occupancy rate, everybody's you know is able to access a common definition of that term, so that there's no ambiguity. And then that same metric should hopefully have the same definition and same usage across different databases as well. So, so one of the areas of AI which frequently gets neglected is something called knowledge representation, which is essentially ways of describing what exists and what are the meanings of terms. And that's something which I think is trying to come back in terms of its importance in grounding all the other kinds of AI, you know, more fancy AI we might do around deep learning. Yeah, I think building that understanding is is really helpful. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen that kind of knowledge development being done in a couple of other areas where uh, they're trying to aggregate data from multiple sources where they might call things slightly differently, but they're actually talking about the same thing. So that all makes sense to me. Just... One last thought as we get towards the end here is, you know, we talked about the hospital example, but I mean, there's a lot of other examples in healthcare. I mean, there's patients, there's clinicians, there's mm -hmm. administrators, providers. What are some other ways that you see AI being used, you know, within the same dimension of natural language processing, but, you know, outside of maybe just like a hospital administrator? Sure, yeah, lots of different use cases for the kind of AI we're working on across different parts of the enterprise. There's use cases in sales, so allowing sales teams. So, for instance, we work with equipment manufacturers, for instance, who need to sell equipment to various kinds of goods to hospitals or to other parties. So, and very often, sales teams don't have good, you know, up-to-date reporting. So, if a sales manager or sales leader needs to wants to ask a question like, "How is my department or how's my branch doing compared to other branches, let's say in the Northeast, that tends to be not always the easiest question to answer today. But 
a tool like us can help us help the SEO team understand and ask these kind of more ad hoc questions and get a quick sense of how they're doing. Other examples are in claims processing. So both when providers submit claims and when insurance companies receive claims. So trying to figure out what are the top reasons why claims might be getting denied or asking questions like you know, how many claims with a certain code have been denied month over month over the last few months from a certain hospital, right? Or on the payer side, the insurance company side, asking questions like what are the top five codes that in terms of the number of claims coming in from hospitals in the Chicago area. So those kinds of questions are all, you know, different departments have different kinds of questions on different data sets. And the other thing is that these questions could be asked by different people. So claims data is not just interesting to the actual claims department, the claims processing organization, but may also be useful for the risk departments or the product departments or the CFO's uh, department as well. So multiple groups in organization might be interested in certain data sets. And today there's often difficulties in sharing that data across departments. And again, we believe you know, AI can help in simplifying the access to data, not just within a department, but sharing the data in a restrict in a regulated fashion to others and other, other departments. Those are some good examples. Yeah, so this has been a really interesting session. Glad you were able to join us, Anand, and provide some insights around this you know, sort of, I don't know if it's a niche, but it's like definitely like a sub-segment of the AI problem and how it can help healthcare companies improve their operations, uh, probably reduce some expenses along the way. Uh, these looks like really promising technology I'm interested to see how it evolves. No, thanks. Thanks so much for having me, Michael. And yeah, looking forward to sharing more developments on our side as, as time goes on. So yeah, this is definitely a very fascinating space. All right. With that, I think we'll wrap it up for today. Hope you enjoyed this podcast and look forward to hearing from you and talking to you again. Great. Thanks. Thank you, Mike. And thank you, Anand, for joining us today into this conversation. This was a very insightful session. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in. For more information on AI in healthcare, visit our website, www.accelerate.com. Thank you.